in two days, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming March 14th, only on Disney+. It is Monday, February 6th, and this is People Every Day. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well this Monday morning. Just off the bat, I have to say that our hearts and minds are with all those impacted by the horrific 7.8 earthquake that took place in Turkey and Syria. Thousands of lives lost, they're saying, and my heart is just breaking over this news. We'll be updating you all as more develops, but we are going to try to live in the light for today. We've got a complete Grammys recap to kick off your week, so let's dive right in. Starting off with the Grammys, guys, we are going to be taking you through the biggest highlights of the ceremony last night. And joining me to do that is a woman who was in the room with me, who got to see it all firsthand. I was kind of watching. She was completely and utterly reporting. Like this woman has her hands in everything. She is our music editor. She is one of the hardest working people here at People. And she was on fire last night. Melody Chu. Oh my God. Thanks for that intro, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> you worked hard too. What a night. I mean, we have been to a bunch of Grammys and mm-hmm. this one was stacked. Trevor Noah said it at the beginning, but this was the most stacked of any Grammys I've ever been to. It was filled with stars. Like, everywhere you looked, every corner of the room, there was an A-lister mingling with 10 more A-listers. It was wild. Seriously. Let's start at the end with the big one that everyone's talking about. Harry Styles, album of the year. I don't think any of us sit in the studio thinking, making decisions based on what is going to get us one of these. This is really, really kind. I'm so, so grateful. I'm gonna... I know. I think he was shocked. But it was a really sweet moment. The album was great, but I think people were expecting Beyonce to take it after yeah. how the rest of the night went. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you even heard some heckling in the room when he won. You know, that beehive is very vocal. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting, but you did feel a sense of happiness for him just knowing that journey and that performance that he gave. You know, as a member of the beehive, uh, I hope I don't get my car taken away, but I will say I love me some Harry Styles as well, and he had a big night. But Let's go over to Beyonce. Made history. It wasn't like she went home empty-handed. She made history (laughs) as the most Grammy-winning person ever, basically. I want to thank God for protecting me. Thank you, God. I'd like to thank my Uncle Johnny, who's not here. But he's here in spirit. I feel like because you don't get to see Beyonce much out. I know fans are like, why isn't she out and about more performing and this and that? So to see her get emotional on stage, I thought was so special and moving. And you could see how much this milestone and honor meant to her. 
Seriously. I mean, it's historic. Like, <laughs> she's changed everything in the history yeah. of the show. She has won the most, and she has no signs of stopping or slowing or nope. anything like that. <laughs> totally. Beyonce is, like, always peak Beyonce. She always outdoes herself, and this album did that again. She, like, redefined what it was to be Beyonce again, and it was amazing. And to see Jay there by her side. I and know. All these celebs basically, like, falling over themselves to say hi to her and it was really special. It was special, right? Well, let's talk about Lizzo. She won, you know, she had that huge album special that came out. And her acceptance speech for her award, I, I think it was the best of the night. I don't know about you. I agree. And it felt so genuine. And it was all over the place in the very best way, like all the emotions. And yeah, it was so Lizzo. Yeah. And just spewing that positivity as only mm -hmm. she can. Okay. Let's talk about the thing that had me get out of my seat and try to get closer to the floor to dance <laughs> to. The 50th anniversary of hip hop performance. Mel. It was amazing. Like everyone <laughs> on their feet, Taylor Swift singing along to every word. Everyone should have as much fun in life as she does at an award show. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it was so cool to see every single artist on their feet just going through this 50 years of hip hop. It was awesome. Questlove organized it. LL Cool J kind of introduced it. You had Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five got into the Salt and Peppers, then Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott, all the way up to Glorilla. Let's go. Like, it was really, it was really wild how they were able to wrangle it all and make it all move so quickly for how many people that was. Totally. You could see how excited everyone was for this performance, not just the people actually being on stage, but everyone got down on the dance floor to all of these songs. It was really cool to see the impact, you know, all on one stage. It really, really was. That was a huge high. We have to talk about just the most somber moment of the show, the in memoriam. It was just, I think, so different than we were used to seeing it, right? And it was so powerful. They opened with Casey Musgraves, whose voice is, she, there's an angel living in her throat. And that coal miner's daughter just did that tribute to Loretta Lynn. And then we had some shifts along the way because so many yeah. people passed. Yeah, I mean, you realize how many musical greats we lost this mm. year from mm. Naomi Judd to Olivia Newton-John and then really unexpected losses like Coolio and then Twitch was such a somber moment. Yeah. And then there was Quavo and we all noticed he was holding Takeoff's necklace, which was really moving. And when Without You and See You Again came on, I think that was when most people got super emotional. Absolutely. And you know, there was the Christine McVie tribute as well. They sang mm -hmm. Songbird, Sheryl Crow and Bonnie Raitt and Fleetwood. But we have to go back to Quavo's tribute to take off because we're hearing now just some breaking news coming out of the show that we didn't see. There are reports that Quavo and Offset fought backstage and it got, you know, really wild. And we know they're both deep in the trenches of their grief over Takeoff. They had issues before that when the band broke up, mm -hmm. before Takeoff was killed, and now it seems like things have, have not resolved. Yeah. In the moment, you even asked me, isn't it kind of weird that he wasn't part of it? And yeah. we were wondering, yeah, and now it's just really sad. 
we were talking before this that grief can cause further division and exacerbate existing difficult relationships. And I hope they work it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. That one is going to be difficult. What was the highlight, though? Let's end show on a happy moment because overall, people are giving this show really great reviews. There were so many highs. Aside from the big performances like Lizzo, seeing Kim and Sam make history together, that was really moving. And I just want to thank um, all the incredible transgender legends before me who kicked these doors open for me so I could be here tonight. There are all these emotional moments, but also just high-powered performances where you were on your feet dancing. And to see all celebs mingle, like seeing Adele and Lizzo just having the time of their lives together. Didn't matter who won, who lost, like everyone was a winner last night. I was so happy to be there with you again, Mel. We had ourselves a time. I know, so fun. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for being on and taking us through the inside the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. Coming up, we're going back earlier in the night to talk about all the highlights on the red carpet. That's next after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, I am back now, and like I said, we're going to press rewind and go a little bit further, back to the beginning of the Grammy Awards, or before the beginning, actually, to the red carpet where so much happened, and I had so much fun co-hosting our red carpet live show alongside none other than Jeremy Parsons, who happens to be awake, maybe a little groggy, and here with me now after all of the fun we had. Hi, Jeremy. How's it going? Well, you can tell me how to blast, if nothing else, just by the sound of my voice. It's like I've got the day after Grammy's voice. So it's it's something else. We had such a good time. We had a great spot. We were right at the beginning of the carpet, you know, that really, really long line. So the stars, when they arrived, landed at our spot pretty quickly. And yeah, we talked about this all night, but there was a real energy. I know we say it every award season. This was a unique Grammys because of all the star power. And there was just something about everyone being in the room. The space was really well set up. People were excited to be there. People were excited to be there. The only elephant in the room, or I should say fish in the room, (laughs) was that (laughs) smell, right? There was there was a smell for some reason. All of a sudden, but like two hours before the carpet started, we just started getting wafts of like cooking fish. Was it a tilapia? Was it a tuna? I couldn't tell. (laughs) Besides all that, the fishiness that was going on, the star power on this carpet was epic. And we talked to a bunch of them. Who was your favorite interview from our time on the carpet? How about most memorable for shock value, Shania Twain? I would love to just have more fun getting together with other artists. I'm, I'm running into a lot of young artists now that were little kids when my, you know, first albums came out. 
So I feel like I'm having a reunion with them and we can have that all conversation. You know, they're not yeah. six anymore, they're all grown up. So I think that that would be a really surreal thing to do. She rolled up and she's got bright red pink hair and this wild hat that was black and white. And I loved that she went for it. She was having fun. She was just having like a really good time at the Grammys. And Shania Twain can do whatever she wants at this point. Absolutely. And that, I brought up her Shania sans, right? But she was just right. so happy. You could tell. And she was like, I wanted to wear something happy that looked happy, that made people smile. And that's it. And that was like an energy that permeated the carpet. Everyone came in really good spirits. They were happy to be outside. They were happy to not have masks on and be able to talk to one another. Mary J. Blige, she came over and we got some time with her. Nominated after decades of just being in this industry and grinding out. And she came over and she's nominated for a work and a song that is about her finding that happiness and love and peace for herself. There was a moment where she interacted with some stars right after our interview. And then someone came up after and they were like, every time I see Mary J. Blige, she is as humble and as kind and nice as it gets, even though she's this legendary superstar at this point. I did love hearing her reflect though about what it was like to sort of look back on her career from that moment that she got her first Grammy way back when all the way to now and to be just as relevant and just as active in a career at this moment. And so we have a legend like that. And then we had someone like Samira Joy. We had no clue that she was going to go on to do what she did at the show and win Best New Artist, Jazz Artist, Beautiful Voice, all of that. But we got her in a moment where she was like deer in the headlights, sweet and excited. And the favorite thing about that interaction to me was the pentatonics. <laughs> they loved Samira Joy. <laughs> they had a handoff. They did the whole, I love you, no, I love you thing. And then That's Jeremy right. decided <laughs> well, the pentatonics with his. It was an audition. It was an art. audition. It was art. And mainly, <laughs> I think it was regrettable. That would, that would be the yeah, word I would use. Once in a lifetime chance, right? You shot your shot. And I shot yeah, my I shot. I wasn't going to let you go down and burn in flames. I, I put a note in there for you. <laughs> you did. Thank you for doing that. I, look, I was trying to do anything to just get them to actually sing, which I'm sure annoys them so much because everywhere they go, people just want them to sing constantly. <laughs> but they were fantastic. They were really fun. And mainly, I think that I matched wardrobe with them more than any one of the night. I could have been you, one of the members. You did. You did. That was a great, <laughs> that was a great audition. <laughs> Thank you. But moving on, let's talk about the Cheryl Crows of the world, or mm. just the singular one Cheryl Crow that we got to talk to. Uh, <laughs> she gave some great insight into what she was going to do on stage and the tribute, but she also dropped this tidbit. I like an old lady crush. And, um, <laughs> on Harry Styles? Yeah, on Harry okay. Styles. Like, he's young enough to be my, whatever. Is it, as, whatever. It, as it was, just looping in your head all day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watermelon yeah. sugar? Uh, yeah, in a weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my kids would say cringy. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> like mom. Yeah, like mom. That is so cringy. Harry Styles has a wide range of fans, we have learned. I love that Hershey and I twin shared a moment just off of our platform where they kind of reconnected and she talked about that too. Well, we were really like a meetup point. I really appreciated how we were connecting all of the stars. <laughs> I don't want to take full credit, but we should take full credit. Yeah, why not? And then we had the 50th anniversary interviews. We got so many legends of hip hop to stop by 
cry and just share what was going to happen before they went into that epic performance that we all got to see. So Jeremy, what was like the uniting factor to all of those stars? It really hit me when we were talking to Ice-T and his wife Coco and Ice Mm. was saying that he got the call and he was reluctant to do it. And then they were like, look, all your best friends and people that you've worked with and loved your whole career are going to be up there. You're going to be watching it at home and be bummed that you're not there. And he was like, you know what? Mm. I got on the plane. Since I've been here, this performance is amazing. Mm. It's amazing. You got it's it's really an honor seeing how Grammys didn't even re- respect hip hop for so long. And now to be here and to be honored like this, we'll take it. So it was one of those things where they all wanted to be a part of a moment together. You know it meant a lot to them to make that time. And it was just so emotional. And these guys have bravado. They have all of this stuff going on for them. But they all were like so touched and moved about what this meant for hip hop, this art form that it was kind of cool to see these like big tough guys getting emotional. Let's talk about some of our misconnections because that happens on red carpets. You don't get everybody that comes down. I was supposed to get Beyonce, right? And she was late apparently, so she didn't make it to our interview. (laughs) But there were a bunch of people who passed by and we just got to see their looks. They're rushing in. They have places to go and things to practice. And, And one of those people happened to be Megan Fox. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly showed up right at the end. The show was starting. And I turned and yelled, hey, Megan, all I wanted was a wave. That's it. Just give me a wave. I, well, I wanted a, a conversation, but... You ended up getting more than a wave or a conversation. You got the photo to prove that she did eventually stop for you. I'm like looking at Jeremy Instagram and I see this photo of you and Megan. It's not like you are a dogged journalist. <laughs> and just purely shameless, I think is that, the word that, you're that's for. really what it is. But I'm uh, being nice. <laughs> yeah, check it out, guys at the Jeremy Parsons on Instagram if you want to see all the glory. <laughs> shameless, I love it. What was the wow moment of the carpet? I mean, we had Lizzo passing by, and they were all cloaking her in her. It wasn't a costume; it was a dress. So I, we we couldn't tell because there was just so much. Right, stuff. it was all, an orange flowers and all like all around her. It's like we literally couldn't even. It was like, wait, is that Lizzo? Who is it? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I thought when Harry Styles showed up with the chest out, with that wild like one piece rainbow diamonds, that was one of those things. Our whole team was talking about after he did photos. Mm-hmm. He didn't really do press interviews, but he walked around back, and so our producers and the people that were doing our technical stuff for our live show, he walked right past them, and so yeah. they all they all have photos of them just like wide-eyed, like, oh my gosh, Harry Styles, you know, they're all super fans of things. It was very nice. And then, I mean, you bring up style there and Grammys always has the wildest style. It's where you just go to stand out and be free. And we saw some moments. I mean, when Cardi B came down, she had this abstract, really cool, like blue dress. I mean, blue was the color of the night. Taylor Swift in her blue midriff. And she had like, pounds of diamonds on on each ear. Oh, yeah. That was the standout, was just the bling that she was rocking. And then, of course, Brothers Osborne. There was a nice blue suit in there as well. Like, we got that Oh, yeah, that was your your big moment. That's exactly (laughs) right. You guys literally look like that your outfits were cut from the exact same fabric and color. Yeah, man. Such good times. Jeremy. It was really awesome to celebrate the Grammys with you, Janine. Oh, thanks so much, Jeremy. And thanks for being on. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 
And of course, we could not wrap up today without mentioning one of the most important milestones from last night. Acting legend Viola Davis took home the award for Best Audiobook, Narration, and Storytelling Recording for her memoir, Finding Me. But more importantly, the award officially makes Viola an EGOT winner, which is the designation given to the immensely talented people who have won all four of the major American entertainment awards. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Viola is only the 18th person ever to become an EGOT winner, joining the ranks of icons like Whoopi Goldberg, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and most recently, Jennifer Hudson. Quote, I wrote this book to honor the six-year-old Viola, to honor her life, her joy, her trauma, everything. That's how Davis began in her acceptance speech before letting everyone know just how special this occasion was. And it has just been such a journey. I just EGOT! Viola's journey to EGOT status began in 2001 when she won the Tony for Best Featured Actress in a Play for her performance as Tanya in Broadway's King Headley. Now, in 2010, she won her second Tony, Best Leading Actress in a Play, for her role of Rose Maxson in Fences. Davis reprised her role as Rose for the 2017 film Adaptation of Fences, in which she won her first Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. And, of course, Shondaland fans will know that the E in Viola's EGOT comes from her legendary turn as Annalise Keating on ABC's How to Get Away with Murder. She won her first Emmy in 2015 for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series and was the first Black actress ever to win the category. Wow, I am out of breath, and that's not mentioning Viola's other two Oscar nominations for The Help and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's hard to imagine a person more deserving of the EGOT status, and Viola getting all the recognition she deserves is certainly something to make you smile. That's all for today, everyone. Before we go, I want to let you all know that sadly, this will be the last week of People Every Day. Yeah. Uh, Whether you've been with us since the beginning or you're just tuning in for the first time, I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. We've had so much fun making this show for you the past few years, and we hope you'll miss us as much as I know we'll miss you. But don't unsubscribe just yet. We still have four more great episodes to give you this week, and we will be back tomorrow for a brand new People Every Day.